0: Thank you so much for joining us at Remnant Church Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more or support this ministry, please go to remnantchurch.church. And now, the message from Pastor Caleb. Have you ever thought, I don't understand what God's doing? Have you? I don't understand what God's doing. I, I have come to understand and figure something out but I don't know what God's doing. I don't know what God's doing. We have a nursery too and all that if you want to take her up there, it's fine. Um, I don't know what God's doing. If I take the moment or the, 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 the thing that's going on, if I disconnect it from the story, it don't make sense. What I'm saying is your life's a story. But if you disconnect one chapter out of the story, it's not going to make sense. I used to do book reports like that. I would read the middle part of the book. Then I'd say, well, I'll make up the beginning and I'll make up the end. That's how we do life sometimes. We disconnect this trial that we're going through, this season that we're going through, this moment that we're going through, and we say, God, it doesn't make sense. Don't understand what's going on. Anybody? Maybe you're saying that right now. I don't understand what's going on right now. But I've come to figure this out. That Romans 8 chapter 28 is right on. That's taken out, a moment taken out doesn't make sense. But one day, when we come through that season, and we come through that trial, on the other side of the trial, we can say what Paul said. All things work together for our good. All of it, though. Not just a piece you pull out. Not the part you're going through right now just separated from everything else. But all of it. The beginning, the end, the middle. All of it. Is working out. For our good. But there's some times I just don't understand. Abraham. Abraham. You'll find this in Genesis chapter 22. They're going to put it up. Genesis chapter 22. God god speaks to abraham you know what he says talking about not understanding what's going on god says abraham i want you to sacrifice your only son huh you talking about not understanding and see here it is god gave abraham the son it was a miracle Abraham was an old man. Sarah was an old lady. They couldn't have any children. God gave him Isaac. And now God's saying, I want you to take him up the mountain and sacrifice him. And you know what I think Abraham's saying? I don't understand what you're doing. Here's a very important fact. Here's a point. God doesn't... Call us to understand him. He calls us to trust him. I'm going to preach to whoever will listen now. You've got to trust him when it's going good. You've got to trust him when it's going bad. You've got to trust him when it don't make no sense. You've got to trust him when they say you're sick. You've got to trust him when you've got money in the bank. When you don't have money in the bank. You've got to, you don't have to understand him, but you must trust him. God says, Abraham, I want you to take your son and sacrifice him. Watch this. Abraham goes up the mountain. He takes his son with him. He saddles his donkey. He takes two helpers with him. He brings the wood for the burnt offering. He sets out to the place God told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw place, the place where he was a sacrifice to sacrifice his son in the distance. Then Abraham said to his helpers, y'all stay here with the donkey. Me and Isaac, we're going to go up the rest of the way to this mountain. We'll, we're going to go over there to worship. Then we'll Anybody catch that? And we'll come, we will, plural. Me, not by myself, somebody coming with me. The only one that can come with me is the one that went with me. Abraham said, I don't know how. I don't know how it's going to work out. Come on. But I know that God gave me this son, and if God gave it to me, God's gonna work it. Oh, he said, we I don't know how, but I do know we're coming back." Right. Oh, then Abraham took the wood and the burn off uh, and the fire, and he took his son Isaac. He laid him on it. He took the fire and the knife. Two of them walk together. So picture this: now you've got Abraham. You've got Abraham's son, Isaac. You've got the wood. He's got some fire, a torch. He's got a knife. And then Abraham spoke up and said, "I see the fire. I see the wood." But where is the Lamb? Yeah. Isaac's starting to put two and two together now. Where is the Lamb? Hmm. I just thought about something. 2,000 years later, John the Baptist would say, Behold, there, him, he, Behold the Lamb of God. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, We'll get there in a minute. I see the wood. I see the fire. But where's the sacrifice? And then Abraham said, God will provide the Lamb. Then the two of them walked home together. When they arrived to the place where he was to offer up, Uh, The sacrifice, Abraham built the altar and arranged the wood. And he, listen, are y'all picturing this in your mind? He starts tying his son up, binding him up, puts him on the wood, places the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out. Pulled out the knife out of its sheath. The tears coming down his face. I don't understand, God. Some of you this morning are saying, "I don't even understand why I'm here. I don't even know why I'm here." I'll tell you why you're here, God. You don't understand, but God's working this thing out. Some of you have been running from God and you ran right into this place. God, you ran right into grace. You ran right, you don't even know it, but you ran right into another chance. You ran right into salvation. You ran right into freedom. You ran right, you think you came to Remnant Church 3205 Memorial Drive, but I'm telling you, you ran right into grace. You ran right into a miracle. He pulled the knife. Tears rolling down his face and he's fixing to slaughter his own son. And then Abraham falls to his knees. Oh, God. Yes, 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 what, what? Put the knife down. Don't lay a hand on the boy. Don't do anything to him. And then Abraham looked up. And that's what I'm trying to get you to do today. In the midst of your mess, look up. (laughs) In the midst of this craziness, look up. In the midst of sin and addiction, look up. In the midst of a broken home, look up. In the midst of questions, look up. Hey, he looked up, and when he looked up, the Bible says, There was a ram, a sacrifice. He couldn't get out. He was caught. His horns were caught in the brush, in the thicket. So Abraham took the ram, grabbed it. I said, Isaac, get up, (laughs) get up. And he sacrificed that animal. That day, I want to preach to you. Yeah, I wasn't preaching. Now I'm preaching. I want to preach, just on this thought for just a moment, on the other side. Close your eyes for just a minute. Picture this, Abraham's coming up the mountain. He doesn't understand. He doesn't know what's going on. He knows God gave him this child. He knows that. But he doesn't understand why God would ask him to sacrifice the child. I don't understand that, God. But the Bible says he got up early that morning. So he gets up early that morning. He, He does what God tells him to do. And he gets everything together. And he begins to climb up the mountain. There's a scripture in the Bible. Are you closing your eyes? There's a scripture in the Bible that says, What you can see... Is temporary. Mm. The struggle, temporary. The fight, temporary. The pain of obedience, temporary. But what he could not see was on the other side of the mountain. (laughs) So every time Abraham took a step, he couldn't see it. But on the other side, there was a ram taking a step. And then on the other side, Abraham takes a step. He doesn't see no animal. He sees no sacrifice. Nothing's changing. But on the other side of the mountain, there's a ram making a journey. He don't know why, but for some reason, he's compelled to come up to the top of this mountain. I'm telling you right now, every time you take a step, God's taking a step. Every time, listen, I don't know what you see right now. I don't know what you've been facing. I don't know what the doctor said. But I'm telling you, if you'll take a step, God will take a step. If you'll take a step, God will take a step. If you'll take a step of trust, God will provide. See, you won't understand it until you come get through it and can see it from the other side fast forward 2,000 years Jonathan you mind helping me I want you to hold this cross up everybody close your eyes I want you to see what's on here because I may drop it or something God is heavy. All right, right there. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right there, thank you. Can y'all see that? Back up just a little bit. Stand up here. (laughs) It's heavy. Can you pick it up? I'll help you. Bring it to the center. Oh, yeah. Stay right there. Fast forward 2,000 years. I'm talking about not understanding until you you come through and can see. See, you'll you'll understand the trial once you come through the trial. On the other side of it, 2,000 years later after Abraham has this deal with Isaac and God, 2,000 years later, Jesus is born, Jesus. Jesus born of a virgin Mary little baby Jesus wrapped in swaddling clothes the son of God puts on human flesh lives 33 years at the age of 30 he begins a three year ministry where he's doing miracles he's healing the sick uh, and he's raising the dead I mean miracles one day they're on a boat he calms storms they don't understand it they can't believe it this is the best person guy teacher, rabbi, they have ever seen in their life. and They're ready to take on the government. They're ready to fight. They're ready to take on hell. Jesus starts telling them something like this. They're going to tear this temple down. But in three days I'll raise it up. They didn't understand. He said things like this. I'm going to tell you a hard thing now. Those who drink of my blood and eat of my flesh, only them, only them will see the kingdom of God. Not understanding, not getting it, but they, they love what they see. They love people being healed. They love people being raised from the dead. This is amazing. Jesus comes to them one day. Jesus comes to them one day. Listen to me now. They're sitting around the table and he tells them, listen, this is about up for me. I'm fixing to be delivered into the hands of sinners. There's a man by the name of Peter said, I won't let you, I ain't gonna let nothing happen to you, God, he didn't understand. I'm not gonna let anything happen to you. Wherever you go, I'll go. Peter was the one who cut the ear of the soldier off, the soldier's ear off, you remember that? But Jesus looked at Peter and he said, Oh, Peter, I hear what you're saying, but you'll deny me when I need you the most. You're going to deny me before three times before the rooster ever crows. Jesus has his last supper. He goes into the garden. He prays. He said, Lord, if there's any way, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the cross. I'm talking about Jesus going to the cross and dying. If there's any other way I can bring man back to you, restore relationship between man back to you. If there's any other way I can do this other than the cross, Lord, let me do it that way. But then he said, "Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done." They still didn't get it. Jesus would be arrested. He'd be arrested, he'd be mocked, he'd be slapped. They'd take a crown of thorns, place it on his head, and take a rod and smash the crown of thorns into his head where it dug into his scalp. Blood ran in his eyes and into his mouth. They would pluck his beard off of his face. They'd spit on him, ridicule him, talk about him, make fun of him. Beat him. And the disciples thought, well, something's gonna happen. I, I know, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why he's taking all this, because he can he I seen him silence the thunder. I seen him calm the waves of the storm. I seen him told the thunder. I seen him one day on the boat, he told the thunder to hush, and it's silenced. He's gonna do something. He's not gonna go down like this. Uh, and then they took him to a whipping post and they beat him, so bad that you could not recognize him. They couldn't understand it. They didn't know why this Jesus, their teacher, would do something. They didn't understand it. And then they bring him up, present him to the people, thinking, Pilate thinking that he's done enough They say, do more. What do you want? Crucify him, kill him, crucify him. The disciples begin to say, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, I don't know why I don't. Maybe when they get him to the cross that something will change. He gets gets his cross. He tries to carry it up the hill of Golgotha. Now disciples are leaving. They can't stay. They don't know what's going on. They don't know what's happening. They don't understand. and They begin to leave. Then Jesus gets all the way up the hill of Golgotha and they place him on this cross. They pin him to the cross. They put nails into his wrist and into his feet. All the disciples are gone now, but one. The Bible says, one was left, John. People are making fun of him. If you are the king of the Jews, get yourself. Hey, you healed others. You've rescued others. If you're who you say you are, get yourself off of the cross. But they did not understand what was going on. Bring that down here. I changed my mind. Sit it right here to me. Now come down here. You can stand right there. Perfect. They didn't understand what was going on. I'll tell you what was going on. Why was it so bad? Why was it so terrible? Because when Jesus was on this cross, see, they thought it was defeat. They didn't understand it. They thought it was bad and it was it was terrible. It was so bad that the sun, the S U N had to turn its back. Darkness covered the face of the earth. Why? Because Jesus on this cross, he wasn't just dying. There was two on the other side just dying. Jesus had bore all the sin. Your sin. Your sin. My sin. On this cross, the reason it was so bad, they didn't understand it. They couldn't why wouldn't Jesus just rescue himself? Because of my sin, my pride, my addiction. Huh? What else? My greed. Lush come on. Okay, somebody over here. Huh? Hate. My racism. My blasphemy. Not your sin now, your neighbor's sin. Go. Porn. That's what I'm talking about. Porn. What else? Fornication Jealousy Adultery Envy What Idols Me Holly <laughs> Whatn't a joke. Mark, come on, Michael, Michelle, Christina, Cynthia, do you get what I'm saying? They didn't understand it. They didn't know what was going on. Here, all they're seeing is their friend, their leader the one they ate with, the one they hung out with, the one they prayed with, the one they learned from, hanging on a cross, and they didn't understand why, Why? but this is why, he who knew no sin became sin. Why, because of me, because I was a sinner, because I was unrighteousness, but he who knew no sin became sin, so that I could become the righteousness of God. When did he do this? When I was, Dead. Dead in trespasses and sin. When I was lost as lost could be. When I was in the middle of my mess. Before I ever thought about attending church. Before I ever thought about reading the Bible. Before I ever thought about singing some worship song. He was hanging on the cross. They didn't understand. They didn't understand. All they could see was Jesus. Hanging, drowning in his own fluid, choking, not being able to breathe, in agony. And that's all they could see. So bad that they couldn't see it. They turned away. Only one disciple left, John. And the only reason John was left I think was just because his mother was there. They couldn't understand what was going on. All they could see was what was temporary. But on the other side, flipping on the other side, On the other side of the cross. On the other side. On the other side of the nails. On the other side of the blood. On the other side, I'm about to preach to myself. On the other side of the crown of thorns. On the other side of the beating and the whipping. On the other side was forgiveness and restoration for you and me. Others, you don't understand it. The disciples didn't understand it. You don't know why you're here. God brought you here to show you a side you've never seen before. His death became your death. His, your sin became his sin. Your resurrection, his resurrection became your resurrection. His life is your life. Stand with me all across the building right now. I, I'm going to ask you just if you can just not leave for just a second. Musicians and singers, come. Oh, God. Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Spirit of the living God, do it only you can do, God. Somebody, if you don't give your life to Jesus today, you'll walk out those doors and it could be your last opportunity. You hear what I'm saying? I don't know. I've preached funerals that I never thought I would have preached. I don't know, but I'm telling you, this is for you today. I don't know that God could save somebody like me. God died for somebody like you. I'm a mess. That's why this is a miracle. It is a miracle. This is a miracle. Wouldn't it be a shame? If Jesus done this, He did. For you, wouldn't it, be a sh- wouldn't it be a shame to not accept Him? To die and to go to hell when you didn't have to? W- wouldn't that be a shame? To know the pain and the agony. You say, Pastor, this is an Easter message. No. This is the gospel. This is the gospel. This is the good news. And I'm gonna tell you something, I don't care. I do not care. Look, I don't care. I do not care if you've been baptized. I don't care if you've signed some kind of paper. I don't care what box you check. If they ask you if you're this, this, this religion or this religion and you choose Christian, none of that matters. What I'm asking you today is, have you placed your faith in Jesus, the one who took all of your sins, the one who took the shame, who took the rejection, so that you could be accepted by God? You say, are you, are you, why are you hollering like that, are you mad? No, I am passionate. And I am serious and this is the only thing Here, this is the only thing I got it this is the only thing between you and hell you hear me? this, watch your head this is the only thing between you and hell you can't get there because of your goodness your goodness is in filthy rags you can't work it your way into it you can't earn it You are saved by grace through faith, not of your works. Lest any man should boast. It is the gift of God. It is a gift that I give you. This is the gift. This is the gift. This is the gift. And this is what stands between you and hell. This. This cross. This cross. It stands between you and eternal damnation. I'm not, I'm asking you, if you don't know him, i no, I'm begging. Paul said, I beseech you, brother, by the mercies of God. I beg you, and I'm begging you. You know, I'm shut up. I'm begging you, I'm begging you, I'm begging you, if you don't know Jesus, if you're not sure, if there's ever any, if there's any doubt in your mind, if you, if your focus is off of Him, I'm begging you. I'm begging you today. Be reconciled unto God. Be reconciled unto God. Take the gift. Take Just take it as a gift. I saw he's here with an arms stretched wide. Take the gift. Take the gift. Take the gift. I'm asking you right now, if you don't know Jesus, hold on, Lord you don't know Him, if you don't know Him today, I'm not going to do bow your head and close your eyes. I'm not doing that today. I'm saying, if you don't know Him, run to this order. If you don't know Him, getting to know Him. If you don't know Him, do something. Listen, I can't save you. Hear me. The most well-rehearsed sermon cannot save a man If a man is going to be saved, he has to be drawn, the Bible says, by the Father. It's a pulling. You know what I'm saying? It's a pulling. Do you feel that? The Spirit. It's a spiritual thing. But it's God pulling you right now. If God is pulling you. Let Him pull you. No, don't. No. You know what? I seen my daughter yesterday doing something. I thought, wow. She was holding the hand of, she's 10, Judah's 2, and she was holding the hand of Judah. She was in the front of this church yesterday. And she was pulling him wherever she wanted him to go. You ever seen that? She just pulled him here and pulled him there. If you feel the pull and the tug in your spirit this morning, that is a miracle in itself. Oh my God, I don't know, I can't wrap my mind about it. Seven billion people right now on the face of this earth and God's pulling you. God's dealing with you. God's concerned about you. God's bothered by your condition. God don't want to leave you where you're at, so He's pulling you. So if you pull, if you feel that pull, instead of pulling against Him, go with Him. Right now. If you're ready to step out of darkness into the marvelous light of Jesus, if you're ready to trade your old life for a brand new life, would you come? I don't care how old you are. Come on, sir. Come on. Get down here now. Get down here now. Get down here now.